Hi, it's Paul Ciliberto. Welcome to the podcast edition of this previously aired Ciliberto and Friends broadcast. If you miss Ciliberto and Friends or you want to hear something again, you can hear Ciliberto and Friends, the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Now, let's get into the show. The Foster Supply Hospitality Word of the Week is bittersweet. Go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com, click on the Foster Supply Hospitality logo, list the word of the week, and you're eligible to win a $50 Foster Supply Hospitality gift certificate. And thanks for listening to Ciliberto and Friends, the podcast. Now let's get the party started. Let's get this party started. Woo! Are you ready to get the party started? Okay, folks, let's get this party started. Ciliberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's 7.09. I'm Paul Ciliberto. We will speak with Executive Chef Jody Cummings this hour. Dan Hoost has our Sullivan County update. And speaking of Dan Hoost, Sullivan County Director of Communications, he's here. Good morning, Dan. How are you? That was a great intro. You like that? I like that. Should I record that? Just use it every time? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) Between between Senator Oberacher demanding walk-on music and... You now demanding that as your intro? You I tell are, you. You guys are getting a little pushy. Yeah, you know I, mean? I know. Too big for our britches. So, <laughs> well, uh, all, all, all Goldstein requires when he's in is that we at least unlock the door to let yeah. him in. <laughs> and I can't guarantee that we do that all the time either. Well, simple man, simple deeds, right? <laughs> well, I, whoa. Wow. <laughs> I hope you're listening, uh, Greg. Love you. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. We are, uh, we, we've, we've got a special guest with us this morning. Ooh, and yes. you had talked about bringing in like, um, uh, so round robin of, of legislators yes. and county officials to mm-hmm. be part of the program. Mm-hmm. And I'm thrilled that uh, this morning, legislator Kat Scott is with us. Good morning, Kat. How you doing? Good morning. Thank you for having me this morning. It's a pleasure. Thank you. I just wish you had a little better uh, better oh, choice of people uh-huh. you hang out with. You know what I mean? I, I love that Dan's here and you guys have that rapport, so I just get to be like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, good. we actually, out there, we don't <laughs> like each other. You know what I mean? It's, you know how they say some co stars really don't like each other off air? Dan and I don't like each other, believe me. We just make oh, it look good. Right. Uh-huh. That's why I went with you to the old country That's and did that true. video. That's true. Right? Yeah. That was a blast. Yeah, we did that, a video of really his was. hometown out in northeastern Pennsylvania. The old country. Uh, I stitched it together with some music and yeah. some uh, subtitles and stuff, uh, and we got to taste Old Forge pizza, mm-hmm. which oh. really isn't. But anyway, uh, <laughs> and, uh, met some of his old friends and and his son, and it just was a wonderful trip. Yeah, if people haven't time. seen it, it's still out there on, on Facebook, I Kat, believe. You know so. what's funny, Kat, is that I really um, didn't have didn't have time to call you know any old friends. I, my son met us there, like Dan said, and my old dear friend Cindy met us there. Um, but we, we just went and we're going to stop at some of the pizza places that I, that I used to frequent. Um, and, and I hadn't been back there in years, years, as far as really spending uh-huh. a lot of time since I moved up here about going on 19 years ago now. Um, and we ran into people that I played baseball with, was it 30 years ago? <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. I like that. that. Yeah, and it was like yeah. we planned it, but we didn't. It just happened. So. They remembered you, and it was fond <laughs> memories. Yeah, so, we yeah. had such a good time. Yeah, I didn't get really any dirt was. on him. So. No, no, he didn't. No. He tried, but he didn't. So. <laughs> Even got to see where he grew up. It, it yeah. actually was wonderful. So. We, had, we had such a yeah. good time. So, Kat, tell us a, a little bit about yourself. I mean, of course, you know, the name when, uh, you know, through the, throughout the election and now as a legislator. Later. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Where you're from originally, and uh, um, what brings you to this point now, where you're you're representing us as one of our legislators? Well, uh, originally, um, I was born down in the city, but when Manga I was Valley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was born down in New York okay, City. Good. There we go. Um, uh, yeah, that's a bad habit we have, isn't it? We call it the city. Um, but you know, I was an infant, and my parents uh, pretty quickly realized they didn't want to raise their children hmm. down there. So I actually am a Sullivan County resident from the time I'm about six months old. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up up here, mm-hmm. um, which I really enjoyed. I really loved growing up up here. And, um, you know, I've graduated from high school here. I'm a proud SUNY Sullivan graduate. Um, I did live in Florida for two years. I call it a tour of duty because I did not enjoy it. (laughs) You didn't enjoy living in Florida. You know, there's just 
you just can't put Christmas lights on a palm tree. Yeah. You know, okay. I'm a New York girl. <laughs> she's, you know? got a, she's got a point, Dan. She That's really true. does have a point. Yes. I'm a New York girl, and that first hurricane that breezed by us, I was like, I'm out. So, um, you know, I'm a New York kind of girl. I'm, you know, I'll take crime over natural disasters. Yeah, so. her, yeah and her, her, yeah, but even now with Sullivan County, hurricane to rebuild a house or shoveling the driveway. Right. Hurricane to all yeah, shovel yeah, the driveway. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say something kind of unpopular here that could okay. threaten my reelection, but I'm a winter <laughs> fan. Oh, I like me winter. Too. Me too. So yep. there Both might be... you are. Oh, yes, oh, you're I love ganging snow. up on me then. I love yep, snow. Yeah, I love I snow. Do. Yesterday was a beautiful uh-huh. day. It felt like March. It felt like mm-hmm. spring. Yes. Mm-hmm. I went for yeah. a walk. You know, I love when you can feel the air on your face uh-huh. and everything's yep. brisk. Yeah, I'm a winter girl. So mm-hmm. that also made Florida, <laughs> those those two years, that 24-month <laughs> period of time, very difficult for me. Uh, wow. So, But I came back up here and, mm-hmm. um, you know, brought my life hostage in tow. And, um, <laughs> and we've been back here since 2000. And I just love living up here. I love Sullivan County. This is my home. This is where my heart is. Mm-hmm. So um, over the years, I've worked for a lot of small businesses. Um, I was a small business strategist. I have done a lot of volunteer work. I used to work with the Gems in Jeffersonville and do beautification. Um, I've done a lot of fundraising. I've done um, for various groups and families and and situations. Um, I was a big champion of spay, neuter, um, trap, neuter release for Mm -hmm. feral cats, you know, so I did fundraising for that. And I've just always been involved in my community. So, you know. It was a gateway. Wonderful. That, that community involvement is what got me to this point yeah. where I went and got myself elected. Well, yeah. Well, Dan knows when it comes to uh, Catskills News Talk, the uh, Bold Gold New York stations and me, myself, community is really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and, and again, moving here from, like we talked about, the old country, Northeast Pennsylvania, um, just blown away by the spirit of community right from the get-go here throughout uh throughout Sullivan County and really just amazed by that. So what whatever um would have inspired you to become uh yeah, a, a legislator, a person in in politics to to serve us. Well, it started with my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom was a resident of the care center at Sunset Lake. Mm-hmm. So when they announced they were going to sell it, I went to my first legis. Well, I went to my second legislative meeting. Right. My first legislative <laughs> meeting, I had been recognized by the legislature for my volunteer work and cool. my community yep. work. Yeah, I so, got to invite her to that and yeah. take nice. pictures. So that's Real really nice. where I first yeah. got to know Kat. Yep. Yeah. That's so, cool. um, so I went to my second legislative meeting, and that's how I got involved, advocating for the residents of the care center as well as my mom, and just looking to see how county government worked, what I was not thrilled with, you know. So, you know, sometimes if you don't like how things are going, you got to do it yourself. That's so right, yeah. I got some lawn signs, and, you know, I started knocking on doors, and now here we are. <laughs> there we go. We're going to talk more about what's going on throughout Sullivan County. Of course, Dan, we have our Sullivan County update, so that'll happen a little bit. Now you get the pleasure of watching what we call the Shimmy Master. Oh, no. Dan <laughs> and uh, Catskills News Talk Weather. <laughs> Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9 Weather. Today, it's sunny, a high of 38. Tonight, mostly clear, a low of 21. Tomorrow, sunny, a high of 42. Tomorrow night, mostly clear, a low of 25. There's the shimmy. There it is. Uh, Thursday, mostly sunny, a high of 46. Friday, mostly cloudy, a high of 44. But currently, it's a frigid 19 degrees, but mm. the sun is coming up in Sullivan and the Catskills. Silberto and friends. There are only so many words I can drag out of my vocabulary to say how awful that was. Well, it was awful. Well, it sucks. It's terrible. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk. 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, 721. I'm Paul Silberto. Dan Oost is here, director, Sullivan County. Director of Communications for Sullivan like, County. I got, I got stuck in the middle there, you know what I mean? It's like, whoa, something didn't sound right, you know what I mean? Sullivan County Legislator, Cat Scott, is here this morning. So that's the way we're going to play it this morning, huh? Wow. Anyway, Cat, um, what is the the, uh, the district that, that you represent? Let's talk about that a little oh, bit. Oh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I represent a District 5, which is the town's of Fremont, Delaware, Cashecton, Tustin, and most of the town of Calicoon. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, first of all, you had talked about uh, the uh, Jeffersonville Gems, and I will say any friend 
of Jack Costello as a friend of mine. Uh, yes, uh, Jack Costello is an amazing advocate for our community. Yep. Uh, whether it's the Gems, the Hardathon. Um, oh yeah. You know he's worked on addiction here in the county. Um, he. I don't know if he's still playing softball, but he was playing softball. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Jack's very passionate about everything that he does, and he's just... Oh, really? You think so? <laughs> <laughs> a, man, a, a man who gets thrilled about ducks? Are you kidding me? Well, <laughs> With the duck races? That's phenomenal. <laughs> Uh, you know, I had ducks as as pets yeah. when I was a kid, so well, I'm pretty passionate about well, ducks mm-hmm. too. Well, let me let me ask you something. What, what does it tell me when Jack and Doris brought me my own duck for the duck race, <laughs> but it was a black duck? <laughs> um, Am I the black hmm. duck of the family? I, mean, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how to take that. Yeah, maybe maybe it's like a dark horse, right? Maybe <laughs> That's true. maybe okay. your duck had a better chance of uh, winning. You never know. You never know. And uh, honored that um, Jack uh, and Doris both uh, again. Um, uh, they, they too are winners of the SYDA, the SIDA uh, mm-hmm. award and, uh, fellow SIDA winners. And I, I'm very proud of that being in the bunch with them. Um, but again, just wonderful, wonderful people. And you know, when you talk about community work, that really is the grassroots of what community is all about here throughout Sullivan and the Catskills and the areas that you're talking about. We've got such a, div- a, a, a large geographic mm-hmm. and diverse mm-hmm. county. That's one thing that really stood out to me from the get-go. Yes. And I grew up out in western Sullivan. I grew up in Fremont, mm-hmm. um, outside of Fremont Center. And um, in when you travel into Monticello or Liberty or you know through various parts of the county, you really see how diverse this county yeah. is. Um, I remember when I was a teenager, my my two older sisters were 10 and 16 years older, so they were adults when I was a kid, so I got to go hang out with them. And my older sister had an apartment in Monticello when I was a teenager, and I loved going to Monticello. I loved walking <laughs> up and down Broadway. That was the big city, wasn't yeah. it? Yes. yes. You know, they, uh-huh. I remember the Woolworths that was on yep. Broadway. See, they, yeah. Yeah, so it was so different to go from Fremont Center, which was so rural, to go into Monticello. Right. And we do have that diversity here. Yeah. See, it's interesting, you know, you you both can talk about those days when it came to came to Monticello, and those are the day I came I came much later than that to uh, to the area. But just hearing uh, just conversations from guests like yourselves and others that have been talking about those days and how packed uh, Broadway was in Monticello, and you know just talking about the businesses that were that were on Broadway, and really just amazing nostalgia of the area. Yeah, and and one I hope to see again. Something well, where, little by little, where right? people come back. Yeah. Uh, I think it's happening uh, in bits and pieces there, but uh, uh, I know uh, we want to work closely with the village of Monticello to to make it its best self. Yeah. you know, it's the county seat. We want to. Yeah. I'm a huge you know, advocate so. for Monticello. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I do have that nostalgia. I do have that little place in my heart for Monticello. And and as Dan said before, I'm an optimist. I'm a realist, but I'm an optimist. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, one of the things I said when I was campaigning that I firmly, truly believe with my whole heart is that anything that's wrong with Sullivan County can always be fixed with everything that is right about Sullivan County. We have everything we need here, right? We have the people, we have the talent, um, we have the drive. We can solve this problem. It's not Mm -hmm. insurmountable. And Monticello is our county seat. And I, I can't wait to see Monticello come back. I can't wait to see it, the resurgence of Monticello, right? Well, yeah. Let me let me tell you something because you, I, I think you just you just hit the nail on the head, as they say. Um, since I moved here, like I said, um, going on 19 years now, um, I loved where I was from, Northeast Pennsylvania, as Dan knows. I call it the old country. <laughs> um, what I found in this area just really, it it, it really um, touched me. Um, just amazing people. Um, amazing heart and, and, and amazing spirit. Every area has uh, its problems. Mm-hmm. No matter what, every area has its problems. What always has amazed me is the fact th- uh, that this, pay- this area has amazing people that are the foundation of this area. Um, I don't look at everything through rose-colored glasses, but I look at really the positives versus the negatives in the area. And I, as an outsider, saw so many positives that a lot of people weren't talking about. And it really just confused me as, as to why. Um, and to hear someone from, you know, speak from, from, from your perspective 
it really is it really is cool to hear that because I too believe that we are we are so lucky in this area um, with what we have. Folks may think we've got problems. Everybody has mm-hmm. problems. We've got the best people in we, this area. We do. The, the biggest hearts who live here mm-hmm. are our greatest resource. Right. Oh, yeah. That community. That sense of. You know, we're in this together. Yep. And that was something that also greeted my family when we moved up here. Yep. There was a family, there was a farm, a family um, farm not far from our house. And that's where we'd go and get milk. Mm-hmm. Right. And Mrs. Wilcox would take my hand and take me down to see the baby <laughs> chicks or the calves. And she used to pick me up. Um, even though we were Catholic on Wednesdays, I'd go down to the Methodist <laughs> church, right, for Bible study. And Mrs. Wilcox would pick me up. And it was mm-hmm. more about community. Right. Yeah, right. And, mm-hmm. you know, this community embraced my family and embraced me so this really is a great community and everywhere has their problems sure but problems are you know we're not defined by our problems we're defined by our solutions yep there's no doubt about mm-hmm. that and you know you tell dan you had mentioned coming back little by little i think of things like the bagel festival what an event oh like that gosh, has grown yes. into right yes, on broadway has. in monticello honor that uh, bold gold our bold gold stations are so involved with the radio bold music festival but that's mm-hmm. another event that that uh, showcases the area in one day with mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of people in one spot. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And that's, I mean, there's so much more amazing things that go on throughout um, throughout this county that, again, we are, we really are. We're, we're very lucky. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, but they have the right not to realize that. But hopefully little by little that will change too. You know what? I have, I believe enough and strongly for everybody. Right. That's what we have to do, Paul. People like you and me, we believe more and other people will will come along in their own time. Yeah. That's how it works. I believe in Sullivan County. I'm Sullivan proud. Um, you know, I ran for office yeah. and now here I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the people that, you know, is going to try and, and create policy and do the work so that we can better this our, our home. But that's what happens. Right. You know, yeah. other people can be naysayers, but we're going to believe. Yeah. And, you know, Everyone who does, like, look at the Hardathon, right? Mm-hmm. How many communities have that? Look at Sullivan Renaissance and now Sullivan yeah. 180. I mean, we look at what we do with our Thunder 102 Country Cares for St. Jude Kids mm-hmm. Radiothon, $127,000 right. just by getting the fact out of that is, is that affects people locally right here. We talked about the Hardathon, which is coming up in less than two weeks. What a community effort, like you, like you were saying. That's just an amazing community event. Sullivan 180, so many organizations working mm-hmm. together. We are are very lucky so you think about it you know you're here you're optimistic that's one you 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 ran and and now you have a chance to really use that optimism to help grow that's two you work with dan hoost <laughs> two, uh, two, out of, <laughs> two out of three ain't bad you know Silberto and friends you are a name living forever in history weekday mornings on catskills news talk 92.5 and 94.9 Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9. 7.37 now. I'm Paul Siliberto. Dan Hoos, Sullivan County Director of Communications, is here. Cat Scott, Sullivan County Legislator. And now it's time for a game of Spy the Lie. I will let oh, you. No. I will let you two act as a team on this. Uh, I'm awful at this. I warn you, Cat. <laughs> I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read three statements. Two of them are are true. One of them is a lie. All right, so here we go. Don't answer until I read all three. (laughs) Okay, spy the lie. A, as an up-and-coming comedian, Ellen DeGeneres made extra money selling appliances. B, the heaviest credit card weighs 27 grams. That's about the weight of a slice of bread. Or C, the first professional basketball players were paid $2.50 per game. Oh, Dan, that's hard. Cat, spy the lie. Those all Is sound... It A, Ellen DeGeneres uh, sold appliances. B, the heaviest credit card weighs 27 grams. Or C, the first professional basketball players were paid $2.50 per game. Oh, all of them sound like they're true. I mean, well, I was the game to... is not all of them sound like they're true. The <laughs> right. game is fight the lie. Can I, I get pick, it right? Can I pick none of the above? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You could, but there's a problem with that. I'll go out on a limb, and I think it's going to be A, because that one sounds like it could be the truest. 
you think that which a, means it's the falsest. Well, it, <laughs> right, it makes sense. <laughs> Struggling comedian, you know, you're going to sell stuff. Why not appliances? Okay. Yeah, I, so you're both going to agree with that. I don't have any better answer than that. <laughs> so I was thinking about the credit card part, but uh, I'm going to go with Ellen DeGeneres. So. Okay. Well, if you look at this, the way it goes, let's first of all say that um, the first professional basketball p- uh, players were paid $2.50 per game. <laughs> that was true. Oh, oh, that yeah. was true. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, oh that I was, thought that meant no, 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 that. No, that, means that that was true. <laughs> okay. That was true. As a matter of fact, if it was away games, they were paid a dollar and a quarter, believe it or not. Okay. So that means either A, as an up-and-coming comedian, Ellen DeGeneres made extra money selling appliances, or B, the heaviest credit card weighed 27 grams, about the weight of a slice of bread. Well, if you spy the lie, the lie... Would be as an up and coming comedian, Ellen DeGeneres made extra money you selling appliances. <laughs> you are indeed correct. Wow. That was the lie. All right, so cats, good go. luck to me because there that's, I think, the first time I've ever gotten that right. For cat, for you, welcome as, uh, as a first time winner. For Dan, well, at least one in a row. <laughs> Silberto and friends. You just get up in the morning and figure out ways to make me crazy. Is that what you do? Yeah. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. How is your Tuesday morning going? I'm Paul Silberto. It's 7.44 now. Thank you for being here and spending a little bit of time with us this morning. Sullivan County Director of Communications, Dan Hoost is here. Sullivan County Legislator, Cat Scott bit chilly as you head out this morning, but again, we're expecting another nice day today with uh, temperatures touching on uh, on the 40s as the afternoon rolls on. And it is time now for our Sullivan County update. Dan Hoos has that for us. And what's going on throughout Sullivan County, Dan? Oh, lots of interesting things going on. Of course, as you've been playing Mike Sakel this morning, we are focused on the Sullivan County Head Start issue. Uh, a lot of people think because the name says Sullivan County that it's a county program. The county does have some funding involvement. I think there's about uh, $70,000 a year, if I'm correct, uh, that the county funds through the legislature's discretionary funding program. But it's really a federally funded program. And so uh, this issue with the, the funding, and the executive director, Bertha Williams, has been out there talking about it already, that uh, they've run out of money, trying to figure out why, how all this sort of thing happened. Uh, The legislature, including Kat, are very involved in this. They uh, jumped on this as soon as they learned about this. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of us, including all of them, learned about it sort of after the fact, not before the fact. But we're trying to figure out and and figure our way through it. Uh, of course, Mike talked about that statement that we put out where they, they are very much diligently working toward resolving the situation as best as possible. Um, but uh, this really is at the federal level, and we're thankful that we have uh, Congressman Mark Molinaro, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, and I believe Senator Chuck Schumer all uh, getting involved in this. So Molinaro put out his own statement. Um, they're not pleased where this has gone. Um, not sure where any kind of responsibility lies, but the the more immediate issue at this point for the children, the families, the employees of Head Start is to find out uh, what we can do to make sure that they get the services they need. That's where the county really comes into play, um, is making sure that, uh, for example, the families and the children have the social services they need, that the employees, if if they're going to be out of work, that they have um, uh, options that we can provide them in finding jobs and helping them out with uh, any kind of unemployment insurance, whatever we need to do, because this affects hundreds of people and many families in Sullivan County. So uh, I can say for certain that the legislature, the county manager's office, uh, our Division of Health and Human Services, our Division of Community Resources take this very seriously. And while you may not hear or see what they're doing, they are working constantly behind the scenes. There have been meetings all day yesterday. There are meetings all day today. I'm sure there will continue to be, and not just meetings, but people taking action. We are already helping many of these families and children, I'm happy to say. But it's... um, 
It is a serious issue. We don't have all the answers. I wish I could say that. I'm sure Kat wishes she could say that as well. But I could tell you for a fact that she and her counterparts in the legislature are working very hard on this. So wanted to start off with that. Now onto something a little uh, happier and nicer and, and something that hopefully uh, motivates some folks to do something here. Nominate your favorite older New Yorker by tomorrow. We want our, uh, our our folks to, there's a nomination form they can fill out on the website, SullivanNY.us. Just go over to the Office for the Aging's webpage and nominate somebody who is over 55 and is a volunteer in the community that is doing something special and great. Because I'm sure many of us know somebody like that. Probably somebody who doesn't seek the spotlight at all, but hey. <laughs> nominate them anyway. We, we want to give them some recognition, whether they want it or not. Uh, so we're looking for that. We need it by tomorrow. Uh, and we've had this out for a while. So if you're just hearing it now, I'm not trying to rush you. It's just that that's when the deadline is. And uh, then in May, I believe, the state will honor up to two local folks from here. But our Office for the Aging Director, Lisa Andul, has told me that if we get more than two nominees, and I think we have already, actually, we're going to honor them all uh, locally, whether or not the state uh, chooses uh, them or not. So if you nominate somebody, uh, I'm sure we're going to be able to to tell them what you're doing is special. We appreciate it. And we're going to give you some well-deserved recognition without making them have to stand up and give any kind of big speech. So, <laughs> uh, Also uh, on some good news, our Treasurer's Office won a financial reporting award from the Government Finance Officers Association not too long ago. Um, that's Nancy Buck and Company. Uh, her deputy, uh, uh, Kathleen, and also, um, I can't remember Shannon's title, and she's probably listening, is going to tell me it's this. But anyway, uh, Shannon Armbrist, uh, she works very, very hard uh, with the whole team to make sure that we are fulfilling all our mandates in reporting our finances. This is our annual internal audit that we do, and the treasurer's office has consistently won for actually the better part of three decades, I think, uh, this award from the Government Finance Officers Association. And it is a very rigorously judged award, and it's about making sure that all those boxes are checked and everything is understandable and accountable. Uh, I think that we can all say that that the county uh, tries to be very accountable with the money it collects and it spends. We take great pride in that in Sullivan County. I don't think all municipalities do, but Sullivan County does because that money is taxpayers' money. No matter where it comes from, in the end, it is almost always taxpayers' money. We've got to spend that uh, responsibly, and we are accountable to make sure that we report on how we spend that responsibly. I had the honor of uh, having uh, Nancy on the program talking to her about that. Oh, did she? Yeah, okay. love Nancy. All right. Yeah. So uh, let me go to something, actually, I think Mike Sakel uh, just talked with John Halshold about, our uh, fire coordinator and our deputy commissioner of public safety. We've been doing some outstanding training to uh, our uh, fire departments, our EMS agencies. Of course, we do training all the time. We have a dedicated training facility over near the airport in Swan Lake. I call it White Lake, but I guess the mailing address is Swan Lake. I know mm-hmm. there's there's a, there's a debate about that. Anyway, Let's not so, get into that controversy yeah, no, today, no. Dan, okay? <laughs> okay, I'll avoid it. So somebody probably is saying, no, it's Monk Up Valley. But anyway, um, we have recently been offering training to some of our local first responder leaders on how to recruit and retain volunteers. That's always a big issue. And I'm, I'm very happy to say, at least on the fire service side of things, that we have been doing a pretty outstanding job of recruiting new volunteers. Um, we're trying to up our game on the EMS side as well, because that's just as important. But I am really pleased and proud to say that our team at the emergency training facility uh, is focused on this recruitment and retention. It's not just about how to fight fires and how to uh, uh, revive people who are unconscious kind of thing, which is all, of course, crucially important. It's also about how do we swell our ranks? Because if we don't focus on that, one day we're going to wake up and find we don't have any of these departments and agencies around, and then where will we be? Uh, also, we have extended hours at our division or Department of Community Services uh, every Tuesday now, starting uh, mid uh, next week, actually, mid-February. We are going to be open past 5 o'clock. We will be open till 8 p.m. 
at our Department of Community Services, which offers all sorts of really important services, uh, psychotherapy, marital and family counseling, medication therapy, crisis intervention, consultation, case management, anger management, all offered at no cost to the people of Sullivan County. And a lot of times you can walk in on this. We prefer appointments, which you can make at 845-292-0100. But the reason for the extended hours is to more uh, ably uh, serve the people who work during the day and can't get to us prior to 5 o'clock. Also on Thursday mornings in the community services, we have a mental health clinic. And that mental health clinic will be accepting walk-ins between 9 a.m. and noon every Thursday morning. Um, You won't need any kind of appointment. Now, I caveat that with the fact that, listen, if you need mental health services, give us a call right away. We probably can get you in very, very quickly. Uh, But at least between 9 a.m. and noon every Thursday, starting next week, we will just say, hey, just come come right in. But really, at that point, if you're having mental health uh, issues or somebody you love is, don't hesitate. Finally, Snow and W is coming to Hurleyville on Saturday, February 24th, 10 a.m. We are going to be uh, hopefully having some snow. I know I'm not supposed to say that, but Kat joins me with that, that I hope for snow uh, on that Saturday so that we could have some snowshoes or snow boots and stuff and hike the rail trail in Hurleyville, which is wonderful during the uh, non-snow time. There's a pavement underneath all of that, and it's a wonderful place to go. But even when it is snowy out, uh, it is just a wonderful hike. In fact, I think it's actually pretty beautiful to go out there when the snow is on the ground. So I hope people join our folks out there for Snow and W in Hurleyville, Saturday, February 24th at 10 a.m. Boy, that's a lot. That is a lot. A lot of good things going on as well. So Birthday shout-outs now on Catskills News Talk. Happy birthday today to Undersheriff Eric Schiavone celebrating his birthday. Happy birthday, Eric. Happy birthday to uh, Amy Goodstein and a happy birthday to Henry Sean. Got a birthday today. You're celebrating with Mike Farrell from MASH. 85 today. Tom Brokaw is 84. Kathy and Jimmy, Sister Act and Hocus Pocus is 57. Axel Rose, Guns N' Roses is 62 today. Rick Astley, 56. Josh Stewart, Criminal Minds and Third Watch is 47. Dane... Dane DeHunt from Chronicle, Amazing Spider-Man 2, is 38. Got a birthday, got a celebration, let us know about it. We will let everybody know about it. Go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com. Click Shout Out, get your info to us. We'll get it on for you at Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Weather. I love this forecast. Today, sunny, a high of 38. Tonight, mostly clear, a low of 21. Tomorrow, sunny, a high of 42. Tomorrow night, mostly clear, low of 25. Thursday, mostly sunny, a high of 46. Friday, I have to say it, mostly cloudy, high of 44. But I get to then end with 90 degrees and sunny in Sullivan and the Catskills. I love this weather constitutes editorializing, (laughs) no editorializing during the weather. Silberto and friends. I'm just big boned, okay? My life has been saved by the miracle of lasagna. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk. 92.5 and 94.9. Coming up on Catskills News at 8 next hour, we will speak with Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther, our Liberty Rotary Club update with Sue Kreiser, and more with uh, Sullivan County Director of Communications, Dan Hoos, and legislator Kat Scott here on Silberto and Friends. Now prepare yourselves for an audio journey into the white hot center of adrenaline. Silberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, it's 8.09. I'm Paul Silberto. We will speak with Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther this morning. Also, our Liberty Rotary Club update, Sue Kreiser has that for us. Dan, who is here, Sullivan County Director of Communications and Sullivan County Legislator, Cat Scott. Getting a chance to uh, catch up uh, with Scott and catch up with Dan on things that are going on uh, throughout Sullivan County. 
Yeah, no, it's 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 wonderful to be here with Cat. I think I had said probably off air though that we're we're kindred spirits. We like a lot of the same things, yeah. snow and Star Trek amongst them. <laughs> That's um, right. But also, what I really like about Cat, and I've been dying to say this, is that she represents what what we want to see. What I've been trying to cultivate in Sullivan County of people getting involved in their government. People say, you know, I want to I want to change things for the better here. And I'm I would have been happy just for her coming as she was to almost every legislature meeting. In fact, I think she's the only new legislator that uh, had several years worth of coming to, to legislature meetings. She made it a point to be there, even though she probably had other places she could be at different times. But. Even at that point, she was like, you know what? This isn't good enough. I want to I wanna actually run for legislature. Now, I'm sure had she lost, she still would have been coming to legislature mm-hmm. meetings. But now she gets to be on sort of what we say the other side of the room um, and really see things from a, a new perspective and develop her skills and abilities in responding to the needs of the public in a brand new way. What an incredible story. What a wonderful story. That's what we want from folks is to get involved and figure out how can I make a difference? Uh, and, and Kat, I say, that's really inspiring to see. It is, and it's the kind of thing I've thrown out there to several people of, um, this is how to get involved. This is how to, to do something. You have to make a bit of a commitment. Of course it is. Um, but the outcome is far beyond any commitment, I think, that you have to make. The, the benefits of everything that happens there. And the fact that you... Um, uh, I think, as we said before, have, have put your uh, money where your mouth is. Is that the cliche or what? I'm getting that all wrong. But that it this matters to you. I liked how you put it before that you have enough enthusiasm and optimism, I guess, for everybody in the county. But I hope more people uh, follow in your footsteps uh, in terms of saying, I, I, I think there's things here in the county that I could make positive change on. And I want to be part of that. So. Well, first of all, Dan, thank you so much. I'm kind of looking behind me to see who you're talking oh, no. about. <laughs> um, but, you know, just to just to piggyback on that, I really firmly believe that this is a really great community and that people out there, if you are passionate about something, if you care about something, get involved with it. Whether it's, you know, your PTO, your PTSO, um, you know, your school districts, if it's, you know, your fire districts, because fun, well, Kind of a fun fact, I'm hugely passionate about our volunteer firefighters because in January 1991, I woke up to a house fire in my house as a teenager, right? It was two o'clock in the morning and half of our house was, you know, fully engaged. It was an ice storm and, you know, it was, oh, talk about cold. It was super cold. And the volunteer firemen showed up. They saved our house. You don't have that kind of dedication, right? Yeah. You don't have that everywhere. So, you know, I'm I if you are c- concerned about our community, go to your local fire station and ask them how you can help. If you can't volunteer, maybe you can help them with fundraising yeah. or maybe you yeah. can help them with with other things like I know in Fremont Center, they just the Hankins Fremont Fire Department just started a ladies auxiliary, right? So, just started it? Well, oh, just wow. a couple months ago, well, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, on election okay. day when I went to vote, um, they were having, <laughs> they were having, um, I think they were doing a chili um, yeah. takeout, you know. So I was very happy to see that and and to buy some chili, you know, saved mm-hmm. saved us what we're having for dinner tonight. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know, there's ways that we can all get involved. There's there's a really dedicated folks here who work on animal rescue, right? Yeah. Oh, we all yeah. know Joanne Giroux and the work she does. Well, first of all, I got to interrupt you because it's so amazing what you're talking about. Because tomorrow alone here on Silberto and Friends, Lindsay, we will be in uh, the first Wednesday of every month. We get a chance to talk about really fire service throughout the county. Tomorrow, um, uh, John Halshell will be joining us on the Catskills News Talk line to talk mm-hmm. about what he's speaking about on Catskills News with Mike Sakel about retention and recruitment. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, uh, the first Wednesday of the month, Joanne Giroux also joins us (laughs) for our update on what's happening at care so you're talking about some some amazing people and just really some amazing things that are going on so it's great to hear this yes i mean that's what makes our community work right? right it's people who are investing and engaging and one of the things that i am concerned about is engagement 
mm-hmm. community engagement. And there were definitely times when I felt like I was, you know, throwing myself against a brick wall. <laughs> but, you know, and maybe it's the stubborn, you know, I'm, you know, my family's from Ireland originally. So I got that stubborn, thick skull <laughs> of, you know, I'm just going to keep throwing myself at this until either I exhaust it or I break that wall down. But it was also to show people. You can do it, right? You can speak truth to power. You can take on what seems like, you know, Goliath, right? You can do Mm -hmm. these things. Not every day is a good day, and you don't always win the battles, but if you stick to it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you're passionate and you you work with other people in your community, you can make a difference. Every single person out there right now who hears my voice, you can make a difference. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Don't just listen to these people talk about the wonderful things they're doing. You can get involved with that. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily in a way that's going to suck up all your time or money or anything like that. You know, Kat has made a huge commitment. And the voters have invested in her uh, a lot to to make that that huge commitment. But like with the fire departments, I, I used to think that, well, if I join, I have to be a firefighter. I have to go fight fires. No, you don't. Yeah. You actually yeah. can do a whole bunch of other things that would never put you near a fire, but would be so crucially important to the functioning of that department. You know, look, which, to, to what you both are saying and what you just said about you don't have to give all this time. Look, as far as I'm concerned, I, I ask every day if I can borrow your ears. That's all I ask. And if you can hear something that we talk about on this program and create what I call the A word, awareness, by saying to somebody else, hey, did you hear what they just talked about this morning? Did you hear this? Did you hear that? You may not be able to do it, but just by spreading the word, you can't imagine what can be done that way. Mm -hmm. And it's really kind of the basis of what this program itself is is all about. So it's really cool that we're getting a chance to talk about this. Yeah, well, we've got three people right here that are passionate about that. There's (laughs) no doubt about it. Well, one of them is also passionate about shimmies. That happens to be Dan Hoos. He now is going to shimmy through Catskills News Talk weather. Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9 weather. Since I'm not allowed to editorialize, I will just say today... That's technically editorializing. Oh, (laughs) okay. Whoops, violated that rule already. Today, sunny, high of 38, and I like it. Tonight, mostly clear, a low of 21. I like that. Tomorrow, sunny, a high of 42. You know, I like that too. Tomorrow night, mostly clear, low of 25. It's a little chilly, but I like it. Thursday, mostly sunny, a high of 46. Uh, I love it. Friday, mostly cloudy, eh, high of 44. You know what I like? I like that I could do this. What? Right now, it's sunny, 17 in Sullivan and the Catskills. Silberto and friends. You used to be so beautiful. Now you're short and fat. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's 820. I'm Paul Siliberto, Director of Communications for Sullivan County. Dan Hoost is here. Sullivan County Legislator Cat Scott. And, you know, most importantly, you. You are here with us on this Tuesday morning, and I really do so appreciate it. Still a bit chilly. It's sunny, 17 in uh, Sullivan and the Catskills. But things are going to be warming up today and for the next few days. See, when you talk about it outside of the weather, you can then editorialize. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. the rules? Yes, okay. you can then editorialize. All right. So if uh-huh. you talk about the weather and, you know. It's like trying to understand say, the tax code. Yeah, if you want to say it's nice, you could then editorialize. If you're the host of the program. Oh, anyway. <laughs> okay. That, that sounds like there was an asterisk there, yeah, right? A small pretty, print somewhere. Pretty big yeah. asterisk. Yeah. That's right. Um, Kat, let's talk about this resiliency plan. Uh, So this is something I'm really excited about. Um, Our planning department has um, contracted with uh, an outside vendor um, called the Metropolitan Urban Design Workshop, MUD for short. Yeah, what an acronym. (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, So what is resiliency planning? So resiliency planning is um, when we look at um, how we can undertake and identify potential hazards and threats and establish adaptations, mitigations, and recovery plans, right? So some of us are familiar with flooding, right? Like, you know, we want to make sure that we have um, the appropriate planning for flooding because what we want is when something like that happens, how do we get back on our feet as quick mm-hmm. as possible, especially when we're talking about utilities and and certain um, portions of the infrastructure that we all depend on, roads, mm-hmm. um, power, Water, stuff like that. So um, this is a really great plan, and you can go to ResilientSullivan.com, which 
by the way, I love that name. Yeah. Resilient <laughs> Sullivan, because we really are resilient, right? Mm-hmm. We are resilient people. So resilientsullivan.com. And I encourage people to go there and check out the presentation that they presented to the legislature um, last month. And um, we address, um, well, they address a lot of great things like housing. Um, for example, in Sullivan, we have high rates of a housing burden, which is paying more than 30% of your income on housing. Mm-hmm. And some of the statistics here are, you know, are worrisome. 48% of renters are burdened. That means 48% of renters are paying more than 30% of their income, right? So we know if you're paying more for the roof over your head, that's less for you to pay for mm-hmm. other necessities. Um, 27.4% of homeowners with a mortgage are burdened. And here's something that's kind of um, worrisome. 22.1% of owners without a mortgage are burdened. So that means they're paying more than 30% of their income for their housing, which lends me to believe that this might be elderly, right? Some of the are yeah. the older folks, retired folks, because they're on limited incomes. So this plan is great because then it comes out with um, some strategies, right? Like some of the things that we are doing. So, you know, we understand, oh, we might want to invest more um, resources there to continue with that. Some of the things that we can do. So um, <clears throat> to me, like this is really a great, uh, a great plan, right? We have to know... Like when I was a kid, I I think I spoke to you guys about having a house fire. When I was a kid, my parents, we used to do fire drills. So when we had that fire, cell memory kicked in, right? So you just, you don't know if disaster is going to strike, but if you're prepared, right, and you have certain things in place, you can't prevent a disaster, but you can mitigate it, right? Mm -hmm. You can, you know, some of the flooding, like I know they just did a great project out in um, town of Delaware in Kohler yep. Town, mm-hmm. right, which has gotten hit time after time after time with flooding, and they've done something mm-hmm. to try and mitigate some of that um, excess water coming down. I think it's, I don't remember the name of that I brook don't on, remember on the, 64. I, I've tried to find the name of that yeah. brook, and I couldn't find, but yeah. it feeds into the Calicoon yes, Creek, right? it feeds mm-hmm. into yeah. the Calicoon Creek, and what yeah. happens right there by the drive, um, the car wash, by the laundromat there, when that floods up, right, it just comes right down yep. and it creates a lot of problems. And my sister actually lives in Kohler Town. Oh. Um, and okay. she's, one time, um, and she's going to get mad at me for saying this, but we got into a little <laughs> bit of a, because they were evacuating her neighborhood and she was refusing to leave. And I was like, yeah. what's wrong with you? First get all, out you, of the house. You could say what you want about your sister because she's uh, going to be on next. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ruh, bro. I'm just um, kidding. But, you know, it, understanding how we respond to these situations and um there's something in here about utilities so we this plan also talks about farming and farmland which is something i'm also passionate about growing Mm -hmm. up on the western side Mm -hmm. of the county um and you know growing up around farms and more people we can't say thank you to enough the farmers right and you you know what's interesting is tanya han was just at one of our meetings and she said you know tanya you thank a doctor Mm -hmm. every once in a while you thank a lawyer maybe a couple of times in your life but you thank a farmer three times a day yeah Yeah. right absolutely so you know you know i you know whatever we can do to help our farmers and keep our agricultural um community intact it um this plan also talks about uh, utilities, which is something I know a little bit about because mm-hmm. I happen to work in that industry um, in community solar. So being able to assess and address some of these potential issues with a plan to me is really brilliant. And we're, um, I believe Heather Brown, who's our commissioner of planning, has said that this is going to be presented to the community. So yes. I encourage people to stay tuned and to come out. You know, we're talking about community participation. This is a great way for you to yeah. participate. Come out, watch a presentation, understand what's what's being done, and, um, and you know, maybe just provide a little bit of feedback. We're yeah. not, not required, but that kind of participation is also important. Oh, yeah. There's, there is no doubt about that. Um, understanding what things are all about, and like you said, that little bit of feedback that may help direct the process as well. Oh, absolutely you know, it could, uh, especially yeah. at this level. And you know what's important, too? Coming out and paying attention to this gives some reassurance to the folks in county government that what they're doing does matter, that it's important, that you're validating and confirming that uh, this is something worth looking into. Yep. Uh, and, and I can't tell you how there have been times, I remember even as a reporter, I might be the only one to show up at one of these mm-hmm. meetings. And those poor folks who had worked hard to put that together to do something good in the community, we need people to, to show up just to say, okay, this is good, I like this, or say, I don't like this. Yeah. That's far better than not engaging. 
Give, we're going to talk more about this in a bit, but mm-hmm. give that website one more time, and then we're going to come back to ResilientSullivan.com. Okay. Love and that. I, and I'm just chuckling because when you had said about your days as a reporter, first time I met Dan was uh, for the uh, Men at Work uh-huh. edition that I was... <laughs> Remember mm-hmm. that? That's yep. First time I got to meet Dan. We're going to we talk both more had about more that. hair then. Exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, if you uh, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, or if there's something you missed, or you want to hear something again, check out Silberto and Friends the podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcasts from. Be listening for the Foster Supply Hospitality Word of the Week in the current edition. You could win a $50 gift certificate from Foster Supply Hospitality. Check it out. It's Silberto and Friends, the podcast. And thank you for making the podcast grow so quickly. I really do appreciate you. Silberto and Friends. I don't know how those two manage to be so perky in the morning. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Silberto and Friends, I'm Paul Silberto, Dan Hoos, Director of Communications, Sullivan County. And Sullivan County Legislator Kat Scott is here on this Tuesday morning. It is our Liberty Rotary Club update, doing great things locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. Good morning, Sue Kraser. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you all doing? Doing good. Looking uh, looking forward to finding out what's happening with the Liberty Rotary Club. Always very, very busy, to say the least, Sue. Yeah, well, you know, obviously the Hardathon is coming up, and uh, we're, as usual, very involved in that. We're going to be having a blood drive that day, so if anybody is, uh, you know, willing, please, there's such a need for blood, and uh, that's the drive is being sponsored by the Monticello Liberty and Livingston Manor Rotary Club. So come on out and uh, support that. It's going to be right at the Hardison, right at Resorts World. So you can make you can make a uh, an appointment, and they take walk-ins too. So if you just feel the need. Yeah, and that blood drive going on from noon till four. Right, right, right. And then, um, of course, they have. Uh, the, the hearty meal Thursday is coming up this Thursday. You order uh, you order a meal and the proceeds go to the Hardison and you can pick it up at the uh, Sullivan County Visitor Center or at the Arnold House. So that's another another way you can support the the Hardison. So um, again, great involvement from the Liberty Rotary Club. We had a guy on yesterday on. Uh, on the program, Sue, you may know him. His name is Gary Siegel. And yeah, we were, I, think I, I think I met him yeah, once. Yeah, you might have met, met him once or twice. We were talking about the uh, the Hearty Meal Thursdays and really the, the those SUNY Sullivan uh, hearts that uh, Liberty Rotary Club, along with the Heartman Al Frangipani and uh, Jack Costello and everybody involved, has been, have been so involved with uh, yeah. getting out to so many businesses and organizations. You guys are amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a great way to, to support um, what's going on in the community. But another couple of things that we have coming up, we have a uh, we're going to be we're going to be participating in the uh, Liberty Winter All Things Liberty Winter Festival on the twenty fourth. That's from uh, that's from ten to three at the school, and there's going to be games and vendors, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's uh, it's just a time for um, you know, to to uh, get out and support your community and your school. Again, great things locally, regionally, nationally, internationally. Sue, meetings uh, every Wednesday evening at Yasu Cafe in uh, Liberty. A great way for somebody to stop by, find out what Rotary is all about, and in particular what Liberty Rotary is all about. And guests are always welcome for that, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just, just come on in 6 o'clock. Um, it's it's obviously great food, but really really great things that that are happening, and you can stay. We have good speakers, and always something interesting going on. Right. And of course, if you can't make it, there's a Zoom meeting. So, you know, we we try to make it accessible to everyone. Yep, great way to get involved. You can always go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com. The click list. Click on the logo for. The Liberty Rotary Club. Sue, thank you so much for the update. We do appreciate it. Well, anytime. All right. Our all li- right. We appreciate what you do, too. Uh, we're all in this together. Our Liberty Rotary Club update. Sue Kraser again. CatskillsNewsTalk.com. The click list. Click on the logo for the Liberty Rotary Club.
Silberto and friends. Showtime. It's showtime. It's showtime, baby. Let's rock. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk. 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's 8.42 now. It's 18 till 9. We are winding down Silberto and friends on this Tuesday morning. I'm Paul Silberto. Sullivan County Director of Communications, Dan Hoost, is here, and Sullivan County Legislator, Kat Scott. And Kat, we were talking about the uh, resiliency plan. I know we had more to chat about uh, when it comes to that. So let's get back into that again. If you could start out once again, really with the big picture of what it's all about, and then we'll pick up from there, all right? Sure. So a resiliency plan is looking ahead to any potential Um, threats or disasters and coming up with a plan to help mitigate that outfall right like when when we're hit with a disaster and we 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 are very fortunate here that we don't have more natural disasters but there's other places and we see it on the news right Mm -hmm. how do you get services up and running right how do you get communication back up and running how do you get running water back up and running how do you get electricity back up and running so this resiliency plan is really assessing potential threats and um, strategies right to help with that but also looking at other things that threaten our community like the housing issue that we're all facing Mm -hmm. Um, another thing we're looking at is natural resources and infrastructure so our um, planning department right now, they are working on funding and they're going to be working on um, a study of our infrastructure, our water infrastructure, oh, our waste, right. wastewater yes. infrastructure, which mm-hmm. is really important because anyone who depends on uh, water infrastructure, right, like a water system or a sewer system, you know, and maybe you don't know this, and then I encourage you to go to your village meetings or, you know, your town mm-hmm. meetings. A lot of these systems are older, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they need repair. And that takes money. And so, you know, by doing these studies, it helps us prepare to ask for money from the state or the federal government to help assist in maintaining um, these systems, which we rely on. Um, Another thing that the planning department is looking into right now is they're investigating and researching and doing all the great planning things that planners do on how to come up with a study to um, to study our groundwater. Mm -hmm. And in and maybe even we've talked about septic. Right. Mm -hmm. So out in Western Sullivan, we have a lot of wells and septics. and, And what happens if somebody wants to sell their land and somebody wants to come in and develop it and they want to put in multiple homes, right? So what happens if you drill 36 wells at the top of a, of a hill? Does that impact your neighbors? What impact does that have on the surrounding communities? And what can we do to understand that? And I encourage people to understand your local planning and zoning, right? Like those are some of the good meetings to go to because too often when something comes in, a developer comes in, a new, you know, a new business comes in and people find out about it and they get upset about it. Well, it's oftentimes too late because of how the laws are written, right? So if, if the people who are coming in and developing, the applicant is, is following the rules and the regulations and the laws, then there's nothing you can do to stop it. So I encourage people um, to look at your local zoning and planning and see if that's how you want your community to develop, right? We want to make sure that our communities are developing in organic and sustainable ways. And I always say what ha- what works in Fallsburg might not work in Fremont, right? Because we do have a very diverse... Yeah, that goes back to what we talked yeah. about, how different and, and diverse this county is. Right, and Fremont is a very rural, um, a very rural uh, township, and Fallsburg is a very well-developed township. Town- Thompson's a very... So, you know, you want to just make sure that the community you're you're living in that you understand mm-hmm. what those zoning and planning laws and if and and if it's not something that you want have a conversation with your elected officials have a conversation with your neighbors um you know don't storm the castle you know a lot of times we can just have conversations <laughs> yeah, and right. discuss if you want to do that we will give you dad's home address <laughs> oh thanks a lot yeah. Um, But, you know, some of this stuff is really important for us to understand so that we can develop in a way that benefits all of us. Right. So that we can um, we can move into the future with a more solid plan under our feet. And also, you know, we have to respect the fact that I talked about agriculture. Our farms are very important. But and we rely on our beautiful countryside for our farms. But our tourism industry Mm -hmm. also relies on this. And um, as a a matter of fact, I don't know if I'm quoting Heather Brown or our resiliency plan, but one of the things I love is it says the tourism industry is inextricably linked to the continued maintenance of our natural resources, right? So people come up here because it's beautiful. You know, people like coming up and being able to go to an alpaca farm or they like being able to come up and, and float down the river. You know, so we have to have an understanding of that industry and how that industry helps promote more sales tax, which helps 
um, defray some of the, you know, property taxes, you know, and, and it all works hand in hand. So yep. this resiliency planning is really great. And I encourage everyone to go to resiliencesullivan.com. I also want everyone to know that um, the Metropolitan Urban Design Workshop, or MUD, that they're going to have <laughs> <laughs> additional recommendations coming out in the next, like, 30 to 60 days-ish. So keep going back to that website because there's going to be more and there's going to be some public talks about it. And, um, and you know, this is a great way that your county government is working for you. Yeah, wouldn't that be Mugwa? <laughs> it, would, it would, but, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, but again, great information. And look... There are some people that side on the side of uh, of development and, and, and really not worth getting into it, but everything from whether it comes to back in the days of talking about drilling to mm-hmm. whatever. This is a way that you can get together and maybe minds, minds can get mm-hmm. together and talk about some type of a development, but doing it in a, in a mm-hmm. sustainable and proper fashion. And unless you get involved, then all you could do is sit on the sidelines and complain. Well, and any developer worth their salt is going to want to know, for example, what's underneath them, the water Mm -hmm. resources that they have. It's amazing to me when I think about it. Water is probably our most valuable resource, but in several parts of the county, we know more about the oil and gas, for example, that are sitting underneath us. We really haven't done a Mm countywide comprehensive um, uh, assessment of our water resources, and especially as we continue to develop, and, and we are going to, especially on the eastern side. But even on the western side, um, you know, it may be more in a piecemeal, individual wells fashion. But on, it's there's still people coming up. People want to live here. People want to work here. We need to know what those water resources are underneath us. Otherwise, we will not be resilient. We will suddenly find that everyone's <laughs> wells and faucets are running dry. That's such a good point. And it really is. There's all kinds of development, right? Like when we say development or developers, right. I think a lot of times people automatically picture big housing developments mm-hmm. or, or, you know, manufacturing. But there's all kinds of development, right? We're we're seeing an increase in farms here. That's development, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of development, and it, I think it's neutral. It's not good or bad. It's how it's working in your community and yeah. how you see your community developing. And if you don't understand the current rules and regulations and laws because, you know, you're not involved in your community. This is what I say. Sometimes you can't get upset after the fact. And that's when a lot of times people show up, right, with the pitchforks and the torches and and they get very upset. And the person who's applying for whatever development project that is, they're compliant. Right. Showing up with the pitch, pitchforks and torches. Dad and I do that when they're on a cocktail. We need something buffet. It is uh, 8, uh, 8.49 now. Dan has Catskills News Talk weather. Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9 weather. Today, sunny with a high of 38. Tonight, mostly clear, low of 21. Tomorrow, sunny again, a high of 42. Tomorrow night, mostly clear, low of 25. Thursday, mostly sunny, a high of 46. Friday, mostly cloudy, a high of 44. Currently, 23 degrees, warming up a bit, and sunny in Sullivan and the Catskills. Silberto and friends. He's still so cute. He's just a human guy, only like the funnest guy in the world. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's 8.54 now, 6 till 9. Winding down, Siliberto and friends on this Tuesday morning. I'm Paul Siliberto. Dan Hoost, Sullivan County Director of Communications and Sullivan County Legislator Kat Scott here on this Tuesday morning. And again, um, starting off with a, uh, a chilly morning, to say the least, <laughs> with temperatures still pushing to get out of the teens. But um, by um, by later on this afternoon, uh, another nice day throughout Sullivan and the Catskills. Got a couple more of them lined up. And even on Friday, partly cloudy doesn't mean a bad day, Dan. I know you've been editorializing <laughs> on that all morning, but I mean... It said mostly cloudy. Well, mostly I can cloudy. handle partly cloudy, but mostly cloudy, that means the sun just comes out like a five-second thing and then it's done. That doesn't necessarily mean bad, okay? Just oh, let's stop right. it. Don't stop worry, it. Dan, Kat, this... You know what, Cat? All the things you were saying about him were true. 
Oh. 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 That he's lovely to work with. Oh, boy. Oh. That he's got a great sense of humor. Oh. That he's got good taste in, in people like myself. And oh. movies. And movies. Oh, yes. Anyway. All right. So we had a chance to talk about the plan. Um, as we wrap things up, anything else you'd like to get into today? It was great to get to know you for our listeners to get a chance to get to know you as well. Oh, thanks, Paul. Yeah, I want to talk about blood donations. Mm-hmm. So last month, the Red Cross put out a press release that we are looking at emergency blood shortages. And uh, they're at a 20-year low for blood donors. So um, this month, there are several places where folks can go and donate. On February 14th, on Valentine's Day, you can show your love by going to St. Joseph's Church in Wartsboro from 1 to 6 and and donating some blood. Um, Also on the 15th, Eldred High School from 215 to 615. Um, St. George's Church in Jeffersonville on the 20th from 1 to 6. Monticello Firehouse on the 22nd from 1 to 6. And then the Tri-Valley High School on the 27th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. So blood products are very important. I think a lot of times we think of blood donation, we think about like um, car accidents or surgeries. But there are folks, I shared with you guys earlier that my dad, um, when we were off air, had leukemia. He benefited from platelet donations. My mom often needed, um, you know, she benefited from blood donations on several occasions. And also a lot of times kids with blood cancers need blood. So, you know. As part of therapy, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so if you can donate blood, that's another great way to help your community. And we're very proud of the fact that, again, this year... At the um, the upcoming 98.3 WSUL Hardathon on uh, February the 16th, a uh, week from this Friday, from noon to 4, the blood drive is going on there with the Monticello uh, Rotary Club, the Liberty mm-hmm. Rotary Club, and the Livingston Manor Rotary Club, all uh, working in conjunction for that. Which is kind of a two two birds with one stone, yes, right? You can yes, go and exactly. give some blood and you yeah. can participate in the hardathon and, you know, feel good about yourself for the rest of the day, probably the rest of the week. Take the rest go. of the week and <laughs> feel good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, again, it was so great to get a chance for our listeners to get to know you. And Dan, I really like the fact that we are going to have uh, different legislators come in and join you. Yeah, I'm looking forward you know, to it. So on, our, on our once a month Tuesday. keep us on our together. toes. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Had a chance to see um, uh, Legislative Chair Nadi Rice the other day at our uh, Mass at St. John's Episcopal Church oh, honoring okay. uh, our Sullivan County Law Enforcement and Emergency Services and mm-hmm. first responders. So it's really cool to see that. Cool. So. But again, thank you. Uh, thank you for being here, Kat. I do appreciate it. Dan, it's in your contract. So, <laughs> I love you, my friend. You know, I appreciate it. No, I look forward to next, love being here. to next month. But then again, uh, on Tuesday, we'll get yep. our next Sullivan County update. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Hey, thank you so much for being here and being part of Silberto and Friends and for, for making Silberto and Friends part of your day. Uh, Brian Kilmeade Show comes up next, and then Fox News Money, and then Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm, I'm working on getting Jimmy Fallon on the program again. I love that guy. He's, he's hysterical. Um, and uh, he's been so busy with his new promotion to the uh, Saturday Night Show on Fox and everything that's going on with the release of his book. But uh, Jimmy and I have been uh, chatting back and forth. And he will be on the program. We'll get a chance to catch up with him in uh, in the very near future. Coming up tomorrow on the next Silberto and Friends, Lindsay Wheat will be here, the commissioner of the Monticello Joint Fire District, volunteer member, Monticello Fire Department, and the vice president of Monticello Fire Department. We're going to speak with John Halshell tomorrow morning, talk about the uh, the, uh, the the retention and recruitment um, that's going on. Also, Ray Pucci has our Delaware County update. Joe Angero gives us uh, an update on what's happening at the shelter with our care update. Cindy Ray talks about what's happening on the pages of the Hancock Herald. Audrey Garrow joins us talking about our single bite update. No doubt we're going to be talking about the uh, Hardy Meal Thursday coming up on Thursday, benefiting the 98.3 WSUL Hardathon, a single bite. One of the beneficiaries of the Heartathon again this year, and our weekly conversation with Congressman Mark Molinaro. I'll figure out tomorrow if I still like him or not. 
Silberto and Friends. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9.